heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, I have decided on today's topic when I had received a text message in from a uh, a host on the platform that irritated the hell out of me. Uh, not not against the person, but against the system, if you will. And I, I was just fuming inside. I said, I, I just can't believe this crap, you know. And uh, and I'll share that with you in just a little bit. Uh, but the whole thing comes back to the the threats that are being put onto people in this this term of wokeness that we hear uh, consistently. The word has become so overused now, I think a lot of people are not even sure what we're saying when we say it. Coincidentally, put that all on the side, if you will, a moment. I see a headline at the same time today, as you'll see, actually the this was, uh, I seen it today on my uh, screen, but it has the date of November 17th on it, in the Wall Street Journal. And it says, woke is a bad word for a real threat to American democracy. <laughs> you think? Uh, and uh, so this thing opens up and it says, increasing numbers of Americans believe their freedom is under attack. And I agree. Anti-democratic forces are on the rise. Election results are treated as suspect. Threats of violence are becoming routine. Schools are being pressured to remove books and cancel professors for spreading the wrong ideas and wrong is emphasized. The sentiments are too familiar to me and to anyone who has survived life in a dictatorship. The only answer is more freedom, more speech, not less. So that's where I'll pause right there. It's it's a pretty good introduction, I guess, for the troubles we're in, I thought. So I captured that quickly from this woke article in the, the Wall Street Journal. You know, let's put that aside a moment, if you will, okay? Let's look at what they're defining woke is, all right? So it's described as an adjective, meaning uh, alert to racial uh, prejudice and discrimination that originated in African-American vernacular English. Uh, Beginning in the 2010s, it came to encompass a broader awareness of social inequalities, such as sexism, for instance, and has also been used as shorthand for left-wing ideas involving identity politics, and social justice, such as the notion of white privilege and slavery reparations for African-Americans, okay? Are you catching on now to what, and just a little bit more here on this. Uh, Following the shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014, and no question, friends, this was a turning point, the, the Ferguson thing was, just as much as the George Floyd thing was, you know? Uh, The phrase was made popular by Black Lives Matter activists seeking to raise awareness about police shootings of African-Americans. Now, that's where I would differ from a lot of this explanation, because that's not what Black Lives Matter goal is to do. They don't give a rat's ass about uh, police shootings of African-Americans. They just use that as a tool uh, for their Marxist behavior and their wider agenda. So you see, the definitions of these terms really don't mean much at all to what's really going on out in the streets of America. It goes on to say the term woke became an internet meme 
and was increasingly used by white people. And, and you know, this kind of talk with white people and African Americans, I, I hate this kind of talk. It, it's so disgusting. Everything is, but again, we're very tribal. Tribalism is one of the problems we have. We're very tribal and the media and the, the uh, deep state operatives play to this. I mean, this is what they do all the time to divide people. It's what I said to you just yesterday. It's the, the shiny object syndrome. You know, if you keep people baffled with the bullshit over here, the shiny object, you can get a lot away with everything over here. You see, then you don't have to be talking about things that really matter, like inflation, the economy, immigration, war, you know, because everybody's confused over here with all this stuff that really doesn't make any sense and really has no factor in things. But people are following along like it really matters, you see. So, so the term woke became the meme, you know, increasingly used by white people, often to signal their support for Black Lives Matter, uh, which, which, you know, in, in the whole term Black Lives Matter, I got to jump in here and say to you, this is perfect for what Marxism is and what the left is, what the left does so brilliantly, that it's duck speak totally. I mean, whatever they say is directly the opposite. And that's exactly Black Lives Matter. It's exactly what they don't believe. You see, I mean, it, it, that's a, I mean, that's a given people. I mean, if Black Lives Matter, there's a whole lot of things we could do, but that doesn't matter to these people. But they put that on there to sell some sort of a narrative like you're hopefully people will eat it like cornflakes. And then, you know, then they have a movement. And, you know, all, off of that mantra, Black Lives Matter, you know how much money they raise? Oh, my golly. I mean, they're they're wealthy. You just see all the recent stories of the founders of Black Lives Matter and the mansions they're buying and the beautiful, expensive homes. They're living the high, high life. And, you know, they're down in their fancy homes and basements and just laughing and toasting to what they're pulling off on America. Really, it's a joke, people. It's an absolute joke. Um, so this goes on to say uh, this uh, support for BLM and the, uh, you know, the, the memes increasingly used by white people, which some commentators have criticized as cultural appropriation, mainly associated with the millennial generation. And of course, the term internationally was added, get a load of this, to the Oxford English Dictionary. I mean, it's a thing now, people. It was added there to the uh, Oxford uh, Dictionary in 2017, by the way. So it really became a thing. So uh, woke was no longer when you woke up in the morning. <laughs> it was some sort of a hierarchy of the way you uh, view viewed uh, civilization and the way the society and tribalism was acting with each other, you know? Uh, the terms woke capitalism and woke washing were coined to describe companies who signaled support for progressive causes as a substitute for genuine reform. So by 2020, parts of the political center and right wing in several Western countries were using the term woke, often in an ironic way, like uh, as an insult for various leftist movements and ideologies perceived as overzealous. Uh, performative or insincere. <laughs> in turn, some commentators came to consider it an offensive term with negative associations to those who promote political ideas involving identity and race. So, okay, so that's that. All right, so put that over there. So, under the guise of political, uh, promoting political ideas and that involve identity and race is where they put it, but none of these are political ideas that are healthy for the environment. They're all used to divide people. And it's all about you're black, you're white, and you get in your respective corners. And all of this really came to a, a head again, a crescendo moment under the Marxist Obama regime over those eight years. It's when we started talking about race a lot more, when you had this 
you know, uh, part black president there was part black, part white and and 100 percent screwed up. Uh, and uh, that's when a lot of this came to the light of day again, because, listen, truth be told, before that, and even growing up as a boy, as a lad myself, this was never a thing. I mean, we, we just we just didn't we just didn't care. We didn't you know, whatever they were doing to the generations before me. Which was plenty, but like we just didn't care. I mean, you know. How do I say to you? I mean, in our schools and our friends and things, I mean, black and white, white, it didn't matter, people. It's not something we talked about. You know, so we just, at least in my world, didn't look at the color thing. It didn't matter. We looked at people and the quality of who they were. But you don't do that anymore. That's it's because it's a, it's a divided mechanism that they're using. And again, it's this tribalism uh, attitude, mentality there. And we're all that way as part of the problem we have there. We, we're losing our touch, people. and we're, we're losing our grip is what we're doing as well. We're losing our touch. You know, this whole idea of diversity of opinion is gone. One of the things that I cherish about our country is becoming, you know, yesteryear really fast here, you know, for sure. So with all that over there, so I get a message in. Now, I'm going to blow a cork here, so bear with me a moment, okay? All right. Stay calm, cool, and collective, Malcolm, right? So I get a message in, uh, and I have to leave the, the person nameless, and I need to leave the parties nameless as well, the groups associated with it, because I have to do that at this point. I, I, it was given to be in that way, and it's a private matter until it is public or not. It, you, know, you know how that goes, people, you know? So, but the context of the message I'm going to give you now, and, it, and it's this. A reporter from a large national news organization. Now, as soon as I read that and I seen that part of the message, I knew right away, oh, this thing is loaded. I mean, no message starts that way without it being a loaded message. You know what I mean? You know, it's like a reporter from a large national news organization contacted a group I am heavily involved in. Okay. All right. All right. Now this is a group this person makes money with, and it's part of their career and life and on and on and on. And you, you get the picture. Okay. We all have these sort of associations from time to time, right? Okay. They wanted the director to comment on my anti-government, anti-vaccination and January 6th conspiracy comments. Wow, wow, wow. He ends it with this, short and sweet. This is a biased way of looking at what I say on my show. Nonetheless, they are concerned and are considering banning me from what I'll reference as XYZ. Okay, so you've got all that now? So this is fresh off the Barbie here, what I give you here. And so a reporter from a large national news organization listens to the show here, doesn't like what this person is saying or doesn't align with their thoughts and ideologies. And then they get into and they find the organization that he's part of or what have you. And then they want to get the comments from the director. Uh, now the organization, ah, what do you mean? Anti-vax and January conspiracies and anti-gun, wah, 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 you know? And, uh, you know, it, it, and then, you know, the, 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 the host says, well, it's a biased way of looking at what I say in my show. Well, whatever, we all have our biases. We all have our opinions. That's what it's supposed to be. I mean, it's, it's not unusual that we have different opinions and diversity of opinion. 
but you can't do that today. You have to toe the line. You have to toe, in this case, the corporate line or the association line. And if you have a difference of opinion that is different from what they have, then you're seen as the enemy. And if that doesn't align with what they're thinking is, you can literally be shown the door. And that's happening every day, my friends. It's happening every day across our country as we become more and more unglued and as we lose our, our, uh, our, our ability to ration with the truth. We no longer really want to know the truth because it's somebody else's truth. And, you know, you've got to follow this narrative. And in addition to the corporate association uh, narratives, the media is what's lock and step that drives all of this. The biggest culprit in this whole woke environment of everything that's happening is for sure the Marxist media in America. You know, I am really, really, uh, it's sinful, sinful and sadder than hell that we are dealing with a media of the likes of what we're dealing with. And it angers me. I think it should anger you as well if it doesn't. Uh, and with, you know, the, the cause and the reaction from the Marxist media, the damage they do and the, you know, we get on here today, we, you know, I'm always looking at damage control. How do you undo all this damage that they constantly beat into people's heads out there? And, and it's on so many levels. Sure, it's about the indoctrination of the children. Absolutely. You know, it's about tearing our heritage and our history down and stomping it all out and busting statues up. And, you know, and, and it's, it's the mob, the mob. Remember the mob. It's the mob mentality. They want what they want and they want it now. And if they don't, they'll burn the damn city down. And they do this for the sport of it. It doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be a reason. They just do it. And it's become accepted behavior because the mayors, these Marxist mayors in our cities and towns, and in many cases, the governors as well, in many cases, they are allowing it to go, uh, you know, uh, unabated and without consequences whatsoever. People could do whatever they want to do. There's no consequences for, for it at all. And those who are taken away are released that night or surely the next morning. You know, I mean, and there's zero. They just they just know. They know when they're out there doing the damage and creating the the uh, the, the atmosphere they're doing. Uh, they just know there's no they're not going to pay a price for it. It's so we've kind of we're getting now the the you know the, the what they call it the seeds that you sow, and we're getting now all of the pleasure of that now. We're absolutely this is the fruits of the labor is what we're getting right now. You take like what's going to happen now in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I mean, what's happened previously and what's happening now in the threats. I mean, you know, what really needs to happen if you want to begin to set an example is you need to hold people accountable and you got to start locking people up. So when people do the kinds of things and break the law and burn stuff down and violate and um, the criminal aspect of this and, you know, uh, uh, create injury, uh, harm, harm people, or in many cases, kill them. I mean, you know, there's no price to pay for these things. Everybody gets away with it when they burn these cities down and loot everything to hell. And we're all, you know, and the whole thing is we're getting to this lawless society more and more every day. We're creeping toward it. You know, everybody's saying, well, this kid, the, the, and I don't want to talk so much about Kenosha today, but the Rittenhouse kid, real briefly, I'll, I'll say that, you know, the Kyle Rittenhouse kid, you know, everybody's talking about him. But it, the, the bigger point I want to talk, I want to step out of it and say, 
Yeah, all right. So he's being ridiculed from the left for carrying a gun. Well, he thought he had to have a gun because he needed to protect himself. Well, okay, but he shouldn't have been down there. Well, but okay, but he cared about his city or town and seen it burnt down and wanted to save the buildings to help some people out. Well, okay, but he put his nose into other people's business. But okay, would you would you want your kid out there? I don't know. It's a question people will ask, right? Well, he was doing the right thing, they say. Now, I'm giving you both sides of the argument here. He was just, and, and self-defense, right? Well, no, he shouldn't have carried the gun, the prosecutor would say, to begin with. Well, but then he was a threat just by having it. And why did he show up there to begin with? He didn't belong in that part of town. So that's the picture they paint. But you know, people, that view of, of a Kyle that we've all seen the videos and the photographs now, him walking around with, with, with an armed rifle through the town and through the city, I would suspect that's going to become a every moment occurrence in our future. I mean, we are surely headed to the Wild West. Uh, I mean, we're going backwards in time for sure. And I would suggest to you that that's going to become probably the norm you know, coming to a city or town near you, which, you know, doesn't give you a warm and fuzzy either. And the bigger problem with that is you have right to be arms and all, but, you know, there are a lot of people who have a few screws loose, you see. And if you're carrying those when you go to the supermarket or traveling through the town or city, you know, you're, a lot of things can happen. A lot of crazy stuff. I mean, is that the kind of civilization we want to live in? Right? It's a question we need to ask ourselves, isn't it? Right? Sure, we have a right to bear arms. And then at what cost do we arm everybody to walk through the city with a, with a gun or rifle and hope like hell nobody gets hurt in the process, I guess? Is that where we're headed? Is that what we want as in, in a society like this? You see, and that's it gets it gets really slippery. The whole thing gets slippery there. Yeah, I believe we all do have a right to bear arms, absolutely support our Second Amendment, but we're headed toward a wild West mentality because we don't trust each other. We're tribal in nature. We're all in our corners. We hate each other. They, they were successful in that. They all have everybody woke, uh, right? They're criticizing everything, and we're a mess coming, a, coming apart at the seams. So this message, back to this message from the host, and, you know, blows my mind. Now, let me say to you, you know, the whole movement of America Out Loud, a lot of hosts, writers, people involved, a family of experts, I call them, amazing people that are on our platform, really. It's a blessing to, to be in the same light of such terrific people. I mean, really, doctors, scientists, engineers, best in class, best in class we're looking at, you know. And, and, and here's somebody who is now being threatened. Now, the, the, I read you the whole message. There's no more that was added to it. And, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, but let me, let me share with you, uh, let me see if I can give you back what I, what I, uh, shared back with this person. And, uh, uh, well, let me read this to you. This is, this is my response, uh, that I said, well, this is how the Marxist left works. You will either continue to speak your mind or become part of the sheeple movement is what it comes down to. This does not surprise me in the least. In fact, I would be pleased to do a show on the topic with you and then some. I'm very serious. And then I ended with, we're in a heap of trouble in this nation when we can no longer speak our truth without being threatened or hit upside the head. I have a few adjectives for this, which I will leave out of this text here early this morning, my friend. <laughs> that was my full response. And I had to make sure what I put in there that I could read that on air here. And it was, I mean, that I, I didn't uh, tip anything off here, but no, it was perfectly fine, you know. But that was my actual response. I just read you from the uh, the message there. So what's happening is it's the same thing with the whole vaccine thing and the mass. It's the same conversation, people, you know. 
if you don't succumb to the mob, if you don't succumb to what the establishment is mandating you do, uh, you know, you're taking matters into your own hands. You have a risk of losing your sometimes family members, fights within families, friends, associates, surely your job, your career, your passion, uh, absolutely threatening your life and all the aspects of everything you worked for and built for. You see how that works? And that's what would happen. It's happening every day because I get so much correspondence in here from people all around the world. I mean, the, 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 the amount of mail and email we get in here is tremendous. And I have a pretty good feel of the way people are feeling out there as they communicate with the network on all of these matters. And people are, they're downright frightened for what's happening in our country. You know, I don't meet any, I don't meet about anybody these days who, any, on either side of any political aisle anywhere, people. And I don't get correspondence in ever that tell me that they're thrilled with what's going on and that they love the direction of the, the, the country, or they, they feel like we're in good, I never get those positive messages and people are becoming unglued. And people know that, and you can see that in the circumstances and the surroundings of all of these stories. You can see that in the president's poll numbers that have plummeted uh, into the tank, into the toilet, deeper than anything. I've just seen a report out uh, today, in fact, uh, I, I, I believe it, um, was round down about 36% of it. I saved the piece. I think it's about 36% now. I mean, he's fallen. And, you know, you almost have to question. I'm wondering one day I wake up and see if it's six or 7%. You know, who the hell are the 36% that even think he's doing a fine job? You wonder, well, that's the Marxist group. And that sort of tells you the trouble we're in our country because there's always a percentage of lunatics. And there's always a percentage of, of Marxist uh, thinking type people. I mean, there, there's degrees, levels of degrees now of, you know, I say communism or Marxism here and then like socialism here. And then you have, you know, uh, liberal progressivism and liberalism over here and moderate and independence over here. And you see how it goes. There's always degrees of that. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, it, there's this whole movement in our country now. And so this uh, message. Now, I don't know what this particular host will do with this. I don't know. But it got me really juiced up about what's going on out there in the fact that, you know, people get involved in this platform for the for the cause of liberty. They get involved for liberty and justice for all. They, they get involved to right the wrongs and to put justice back where the injustices are. This is a, a movement here. It's a mission. And there's no doubt that's why people get involved in this in this movement, this network. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled by that. But it's just that is that is the reason. Pure and simple people. That's it right there. That's why people are involved. There's no other reason. Everybody's connected to some sort of a mission here, without a doubt. And they and that's and it's their mission. It's personal for people. And so for us, we don't push it on anybody. We're like a magnet for those kinds of personalities and people who want to do something proactive. They want to be engaged and they, they want to be involved in, in this movement. And that's, that's, uh, that's why we have that sort of connectivity with the people here. So you see somebody like this who gets threatened from a, uh, a group that this person's involved in at a very high level. They're benefited in their business matter financially through them. And now they're being threatened. Now, I'm, I don't know what the follow up to that is. Is it like it blows over? I don't know. Or whether it's, well, I have no option, but I've now been threatened for my career and the uh, the uh, revenue sources from this organization. And I've got to cut strings now. I mean, that may happen. I don't really know. But the warning was put out there 
that this large national news organization uh, doesn't like the fact that this dude is not high on government. They called it anti-government, you know, okay, anti-vaccination, oh, okay, and January 6th conspiracy comments. Now think about that in those terms, you see what I'm saying. Well, you may not support big government. You may not want a lot of government in your life. That doesn't necessarily make you anti-government, but this large national news organization reporter feels that this hoax is anti-government because they said some things that may not be uh, reflective of the, uh, you know, what this government is doing. Well, my friends, if that host is called anti-government, what, what the hell do you think you call me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, and not that I give a rat's ass what anybody thinks out there. I'm not going to be threatened or pulled down by anybody. I'm not for sale, period. I hope this person does the right thing and tell them to put their left hand on their right cheek of their ass and hold it there is what I hope till hell freezes over. That's what I hope for. But I don't know what they do. But the point is, I'll bring you more to this story later when I know more about it. But the, the point is, the point is, OK, <laughs> and that's it. And this whole anti-vaccination, just because you have a different view of vaccination today, many of us are not even anti-vax. We just don't want an experimental voodoo doll from Fauci and company or wherever the hell it's coming from. And that hasn't been tested over time. They're typical eight to 10 to 12 years. You know, this thing was made in a, a witch's kitchen somewhere. Doesn't exactly excite some of us, right? And since when in this lifetime have we been forced to do these kinds of things? You will or you will or will tie you down and force it in your body, you know? So it, it, we are, we're coming apart at the seams. We're definitely coming apart at the seams. Um, you know, differences of opinion are no longer accepted in our nation. They're just simply not. Again, you have to go with the mob if you want to be in on that crowd. And, and, and the weird thing about this, here, here's, here's the crux of what I tell you right now. Here's the weird thing, okay? This mob I'm talking about, right? So hear me now. This is important now. This, this, is, this is really, it's really the catch-all to it. The mob that we are speaking of in all factors of these conversations and the circles of life, every time we turn on the news cycle, who's driving the news, that's the mob I'm speaking about, okay? They're the minority. They are the vast minority people. They are not anywhere close to the majority. Are you kidding me? They're not in the hemisphere of the majority. Are, are we clear? There are those of us like you and I, and I'm sure if you're listening to the program, you're a patriotic person, loves the constitution, loves your country and stand for the flag. Whether or not you take a vax or not, I don't, I don't really care. In fact, you don't need to tell me. That's your business, man. You do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. You know what they say? You do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. Okay. That's the way this country goes. That's what it's based on. That's simple people, right? But, uh, you know, that's not what's happening anymore. We're, we're losing our collective minds. It's no longer accepted. And diversity of opinion, well, it's a bygone tradition in America. Totally, totally gone. And, and, you know, I get around here and I say, oh, diversity of opinion. I love, but, you know, there really is no more diversity of opinion. It's what I grew up on. I see. I didn't see any of this growing up. I, this this is a whole new world here. Yeah, it's frightening, stupid, sad, it's disgusting. Got a whole lot more adjectives too. You know, you want to do something about it, but what you know, what can we do? Well, we're trying to do everything we can here. And I changed the narrative, the direction, but that minority, they have big mouths, and more than the big mouths they got, they have the they they have the squeaky wheel. And more than the squeaky wheel, they got the oil for the squeaky wheel. And the oil for the squeaky wheel is the mass media. 
you see, the mass media. And the mass media, they, that, I, how many times have I told you over these last many years, the story that's going to come out of this era, the historical moment of context that's coming out of this era. You remember I told you that? It's not COVID. It's not, the, not the, whether the election was stolen or not. It's none of those stories. It's when they look back at this era of time, 50 years from now, where was the media? Where were they? You know, can America fix this? Can we, can we correct our wrongs? No. It's a tall order right now, but we're going, we're going down pretty fast, people. Pretty, pretty fast. I, I don't recognize the country anymore. I, I don't recognize it. Don't recognize what's happening. I, 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 uh, I, I, I yearn for yesteryear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to be woke in this way. It's not what I'm looking for at all. Yeah, see? Very disturbing, my, my fellow Americans, what's going on here. Very, very disturbing, this whole woke thing. And then you get things like this. And, well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, in the meantime, with all of this said, with all of this said, you know, the, the most important thing is I took my walk today. Took my walk. Walk, walk. I'm out there walking four miles here on the sidewalks of America. You know, good morning. How you doing? Good afternoon. Right. Whatever. I love that. Sidewalks of America. Got to write a book about the sidewalks of America and the people you meet out there. It's quite fascinating, actually. I took my walk. I hope you did as well. And I took my healthy cell as well. And I take the AMPM product. I take immune super boost. I take a series of things. Uh, it is a terrific. It comes in gel form, as you know. You can get the gel. The gel form is terrific because it's the new advance. It's different than the old vitamins, which is was just the old vitamin. Uh, pill form, uh, and, and, you know, the thing is you don't get the absorbent, the absorptions uh, in your body from a pill form as you do the gel. It, it really, that's the big uh, catch of it all, I believe. So that makes the difference. But uh, uh, one of the new products I'm taking from them uh, that uh, we uh, I've been taking it, Dr. Peter McCullough has as well, and he and I've talked quite a bit about it. In fact, he did a, an ad spot for it. AC11, it is outstanding. And this is a patent uh, patented uh, product that comes from the Amazon. Um, and it, it's, it's really uh, terrific in the fight of COVID and in the fight of any virus, any flu, I say COVID, but any influenza or any viruses. And I think this is going to become more of a normal thing in our lives now, this bioweapon mentality and whatever else they're going to throw at us. And you're starting to see it with all these variants and stuff, but there's a lot more coming down the pipe that we've been looking at and talking about uh, from these laboratories uh, and it's it's a it's a it's going to be a means of war ahead. It's it's really as I've shared with you, bioweapons uh, are going to be where the how the new wars are, are fought, as well as cyber weapons and that sort of thing, more than the old traditional uh, gun and tank mode um, in the traditional military mode we all you know grew up with and remembered. Um, so you want to be prepared. The whole thing with our bodies is our immune systems. It all comes back. You hear a lot about immunity, immunity. If you have a healthy immune system, you're going to be, be good to battle about anything, people. It's just that simple. Okay. You take care of yourself. You get out and see the trees, walk regularly, do some exercise, lifestyle. Take some things that are important for you, like with the A, the D, the zinc, all those things that are in the product I'm telling you about healthy cell. Anyways, you, you get the picture. All our uh, listeners get 20% off the first order. Just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud, or just click the out loud banner back at America Out Loud or use the code out loud. But isn't that the way it is in life, people here at America Out Loud? It's all about being out loud. 
where you get the best benefits in life and, and the reality and the best deals on healthy cell. Well, listen, we are going to take a pause. Have a special guest coming up in just a moment for you as well here. Uh, you are listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. I'm excited to talk about a new product from Healthy Cell, AC11. This is a patented bioactive extract of Uncaria tomentosa from the Amazon rainforest. It supports cell DNA repair and health span. It's a dietary supplement. I'm excited to try it. Many are interested in longevity and attenuation of senescence. We know that telomere length and other uh, biologic measures are related to senescence in uh, 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 clinical and uh, preclinical studies, particularly of animal models. And I can tell you as a doctor, dietary supplements do hold the promise of attenuating repair and damage in our body due to stress, physical wear and tear, sunlight, etc. And there's a tremendous opportunity for supplements to help us in this area. And so Healthy Cell has brought a product to market for you to try as part of your health portfolio. So please go to HealthyCell.com and in the promotional code, list out loud for 20% off your first purchase of products from Healthy Cell. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Isn't it funny how when you get a message in the morning, it can sort of shape your day or get it gets your mindset, uh, you know, spinning in a different direction. I, I want to share with you as well. I also received another message in uh, just a bit ago, and I it just was perfect for the the counter argument on what we're talking about. And, and this one I will share is from a listener. Uh, his name is Matthew, uh, and he says, hey there. All I have to say to you all at America Out Loud is that each and every one of you are all great people and have done their jobs of reporting and journalism well. Keep it up. Let me bring on Ilana Friedman. And Ilana, you, you see, yeah, it's ironic, the difference of those two messages a moment. Uh, I, I, I just, yeah, I just thought it was a laughable moment. What do you, what do you take from that? Well, I think people are listening. People are paying attention. I'm a bit more optimistic than you are. Um, I see all this terrible stuff going down, but I see a much larger, n- not as vocal. I mean, the, these people have a very large voice. They've got tremendous amounts of money behind them. Uh, but that being said, uh, this is a country of 330 million people um, and many more of them than this, is, this group that's making all this noise is a relatively small group when you compare it to the population. They're just loud. And I think that there is a growing swell of not only resistance, but 
rebellion against this wokeness. Okay. Uh, when you look, yeah, when you look at how this Marxism began, the whole premise was you put, you pit one group of people against another. Mm-hmm. And, and you, mm-hmm. it, it, and the second premise was you take what you want people to believe and you make those, whatever they are, the, the, whatever their, those beliefs are, you exaggerate them. You even turn them upside down, and that becomes the truth, and you have to believe it, or you get punished. Mm-hmm. And that's what these the, this this very vocal group of woke people are trying to do to the rest of us. But the good news is that there are a lot more of us than there are of them. So the question is, when are we going to get the backbone and start mm-hmm. fighting back? And I think it's already begun. We saw it, for example, in Virginia. Mm-hmm. We also saw it in New Jersey where the, the real underdog who was supposed to lose by double digits actually came within a fraction of winning the governorship. So let me let me draw some uh, contrast here a moment here. And uh, I love what you say, but uh, push back just slightly here. Um, sure. Now, yeah, yeah. When you hear me up front and you say, well, I'm a little more optimistic to you. Let me ask you straight out. Did I come across in a more uh, negative tone? Is that what your thoughts are or just? Uh, well, you sounded pessimistic. pessimistic. You sounded okay. like, right. yeah, you sounded like okay. you, you think this is that we're losing the, the right, war. Right, I don't right, think we are. Right. All right. Well, hold on now. So, yeah. And you, usually I'm not terribly pessimistic, am I? No, no, no not no, at all. No. I'm usually very, because I'm by, by, by nature, I'm an optimist, Alana, you know that, you know, I, yes, I, I do I, know that. I, I love this life. I, I love what, what I love what, about you. Yeah, well, I love it all, really. But let me share with you why I think uh, the writing on the wall is very challenging. And, uh, you know, in some of this, how do I say, when we speak in the way we speak here, Alana, that, uh, Alana some of it may, maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit theater. Maybe we get ahead of ourselves a little bit to make, a, in other words, to make a point. I, I say theater to make a point. But, but on the flip side of that, I'm wondering, uh, what do we have to do to wake people the hell up? So when I referenced at the end of that segment, this is the minority. Uh, this is the, uh, I mean, a ma- this is, I mean, a real minority. I mean, the, when you take the majority of Americans, you know, I mean, this country, uh, it's going to be clearly in the, the, the right way, what we want, that we would be optimistic. You and I would say, okay, we have a, we have a good shot at this thing, better than a good shot. We'll make it through. But let me give you two examples as to why I think uh, we're in this uh, pickle here. And, and uh, it's I, I, optimistic, yes. But being realistic is also very important. I think, Alana, you might agree with me that we have our work cut out for us, possibly. Maybe that's a better way for you and I to draw the mutual ground. We have our work work cut out for us. I love to be an optimist, but here's a couple of things. All right, we've got two big factors. Just moments ago here, uh, as I come on here in my my, one of my newswire uh, feeds here, I see Bank of America initiates pilot program separating the vaccinated from the unvaccinated employees. Now, that message and headline about blew my mind, Ilana Friedman, uh, because here they are right within Bank of America themselves. They're going to divide the people and they're going to divide them in that way. And yet the it's funny because more of the vaccinated right now are ending up in the hospitals and many of them are dying and the unvaccinated have better antibodies than the vaccinated. Uh, 
if they've had COVID and the COVID has So I can give you 50 th- reasons why, uh, 50 reasons why that title is, uh, their operation is such BS. But the main thing is their divide. So now here's what's happening. You have corporate America that is dividing people every day. They are, I mean, right across the board, like the organization I read in that upfront message. And then all these corporations across the board, I mean, the Amazons, the Googles, the Apples, they're all in it together. They're all, and it really blows my mind how screwed up we are and how far off the beaten path we are from any sort of liberty, because these people are forcing this stuff onto the public. They're mandating things. They're horrible people. Uh, And you wonder, how are we going to survive? When you take a look at that mentality and then you take a look at the Marxist media, which is totally gone in this country, a lot of that leaves very that leaves us at such a deficit and such a void in this nation. They, They might be the minority, but I have to tell you where they counteract us and why we're in trouble is they've got all of corporate America with them. They've got all of the media with them. They've got all of these levers of power with them and they got the government with them. And we're sort of sitting on the outside here, middle of America. We, and do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the problem? Yes, I do. And I, I, but there, there are solutions. One of the, the my, my second point before was that they, they uh, uh, take a, a, a belief and, and uh, uh, either elaborated, but mostly oversimplify it to the extent that it isn't anywhere near what it was supposed to be. But by oversimplifying it, it gives them power, and that's what we're seeing. They're oversimplifying this whole this whole uh, uh, business about uh, immunity. If you if you have had COVID and you build have natural immunity, then you don't need the vaccine and so forth. They're just putting it. They're wiping it with a with a, a simple. White so let me ask you a question. Saying, let me ask you something. Why? I have an answer, but I'd like your answer first. Why are they doing that, please? Well, they're doing it to for for to to uh, accrue power, but but there is an answer to it. Chase came out with a with a statement this morning that was that was uh, 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 really egregious uh, along the sim- similar lines. And what I would say to all of all of your listeners is that if you have a Chase card, a a, a, a credit card, cancel it. Let's see what happens when when. Millions of people cancel their chase cards because of what they have done. Hmm. You know, there, there, is, there is an answer. P- people are starting to fight back. This is one way to fight back against big business. You don't like what they're doing? Don't give them the, 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 the means to do it. Right, take, away, right. take away their money. Yeah. Uh, you bring it can be a, done. You bring up a terrific point. I want to share with you something, Ilana. Uh, just yesterday, I had uh, Dr. Henry Ely on the program, who is always a joy to have on uh, Energetic Health Radio on our weekends and uh, is a writer here. But everybody knows Dr. Henry Ely. And uh, he uh, one of the listener comments that came in, Ilana, it was about how they would be enforced, uh, mandated and ridiculed and in a very disturbing, threatening way from Verizon Wireless. And I said to Dr. Ely, I said, you know, because I, I, I get so much of these in and I said, you know, I'm seeing a lot of these corporate names lately. And that's why today I'm a little even more juiced on this because I, I get so many of them in. And then I see the messages today and I'm thinking, Alana, um, you know, I said to him, maybe it's time for us to do uh, a, a national database 
of those corporations, you mentioned Chase just then, we mentioned Verizon Wireless, we mentioned Amazon, we mentioned Google, all these companies. It would, of course, keep in mind, if, if we, if we um, uh, you know, um, take our business away from all of these, you, yeah, it would be a giant sucking sound. But do you realize we would have to, all, I mean, the question is, I guess what I said to him, we'd have to create a database of other like-minded people to do business the way we're doing business. Is that even possible? So when you say there are answers, it's complicated, obviously. It's not convenient, uh, Ilana. We don't get everything we want. And is there enough on that pro side versus the uh, the, the mountain and of all of this negative energy coming at us from the other side, I guess? You think there is? I don't know. I believe I believe there there is. There are, for example, conservative billionaires. These are people who can really make a difference um, from a money point of view. But more important, I think, is the, the the ground surge from people who believe the way we do, who will not support this activity, who refuse to support it. And and when you take away, remember that we're probably two thirds to three quarters of the population, but certainly more than half the population mm-hmm. of of people who are not happy with what's going on. Look at at, at for example, Biden's you know plummeting the favorability rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these are, these are, this is something that's happening now. This is the time to take advantage of it. And this is what P- uh, your listeners and, and people like them, people like, like us can, can really make a difference one by one by, by creating, but look what happened, for example, with social media, Twitter started banning people. Facebook started banning people. So what happened? New social media uh, 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 companies or, or groups started to form. Yep. So now we have other social media that we can go to that don't cancel people, that allow you to speak freely, that support the Constitution. That's, that's already happened. The same thing can happen with these, these companies, like you mentioned, that are trying to cancel any kind of point of view that doesn't agree with theirs. Well, the thing to do is to cancel them. I think it can be done. Yeah, uh, within those groups, and we're on all of those, as you say, social media companies in that particular example you use, within those groups, though, uh, you know, you're only getting that audience. So in other words, here's what's sick about it all. You know, America is is a is a, uh, uh, is a diverse nation of diverse opinions, diverse people based and built on immigration, Alana. Uh, that's that's the United States of America. That, that's who we are. It's our heritage. It's our history. It's 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 who we are as a people. Now we're being pulled apart and separated. And if we follow the strategy you just saying put out there, it, it's over the long run. It continues to divide us because within these ideas of these groups, we're also being like if you, when you go a perfect example when you go to the social media accounts you're only getting one view or one idea there's nobody else there that presents that other viewpoint that's how sick and sad it is in our country right now that we now have to go to media outlets that strictly have our view which i hate because i love to have a conversation with all views that's always been my position as a young man it's been my position in corporate boardrooms Bring people to the table from all various aspects of life and all different viewpoints. That's actually where I got 
my my that's what shaped me Ilana today as a, as a radio guy as a public figure here that's what shaped me actually was my young man in my corporate boardroom and my mentality of always loving our unique diversities and and what in the different perspectives bringing them to the table to really get the answer we've lost that in our country haven't we yes we have we one thing that we have lost and it's serious is the ability to have civil conversation amen um Civil discourse has almost completely disappeared when it comes to anything relating to a political point of view uh, or anything that approaches a political point of view. And one of the problems that that we have on our side of the, the table is that because we believe in freedom of speech, we divide ourselves. So instead of one new big social media platform, we have a handful of them and people go to different ones. Some of them some people sign up for all of them. Some people sign up only one or this one or that one. And what what we end up having is is a, an echo chamber. And that's not what we're looking for. We're looking to have civil discourse. But unfortunately, my experience has been that the left doesn't want to have civil discourse. What they want is to impose their point of view on us. And they're much better organized than we are because they don't care about free speech. We too. And, and so we allow it. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I have noticed from almost from the very beginning mm-hmm. was that um, the, the whole emphasis on race is so perverted. The fact that you define everybody by the color of their skin is, first of all, it's, it's ridiculous on its face. But aside from that, it's, it's a uh, it, it's it's there's something very sick about it. And when I think about the the civil rights movement and I grew up during the civil rights movement, I remember, and I lived in Virginia and I remember it very, very clearly. And it was, it was a terrible time, but it was also a wonderful time. People really sacrificed themselves for people of their own race or for black people, but also white people went down. People of all religions went down. And they were together and they fought this together and they won. And here are the children and grandchildren, uh, grandchildren and great grandchildren who now are separating themselves again and, de- and defining everybody by race. There's something very sick about that. And, yeah. and, and we have to defeat it because, uh, well, we have to defeat it in a way that is consistent with our constitutional values. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the unrest in the 60s. Uh, throughout the chapters in your life, Ilana, you, you're, you're, uh, I, don't, I say this respectfully, you're more senior than I am, correct? You're, you're older than I am, right? Well, uh, I don't know how old you are, but I'll accept that if that's the way you want to frame it. Okay, go on. You're, you're so funny. <laughs> you darn well know that young lady. Who are you kidding me? <laughs> you're so funny. I love it. So I, let's put it this way. I could be your son. Okay. All right, let's get yeah. it in person. All right, well, you know that already. <laughs> okay. Stop it. Yes, okay, so I could be your son, for sure. You have a lot more life experience is what I'm driving at, okay? And okay. Uh, through these chapters of your life, have you ever seen a chapter that, like, in your lifetime, with all of these moments where you thought, oh, America's becoming unglued or we're having, you know, catastrophe, uh, you know, um, have you ever seen anything that comes really and truly now as close to all of the facets of this moment that we're dealing with? Anything at all? Uh, the only thing that I could compare it to 
Well, there were two things I could compare it to. One was the anti-war movement in California, particularly in California, but uh, it, during the it, during the Vietnam War, um, it, it, that really divided people. Uh, my my husband was uh, in the military then, and it was a, a time of, of very great um, disruption in in personal interpersonal relationships between people who were on pro-war, anti-war. The other time would be during the civil rights movement. Um, and as I said, I lived in Virginia. I saw it up close and personal. And it was very, very ugly. And in, in, a, in a way that touched everybody. So I, I, I can't say that, that this is, uh, I think this is worse. I, because I think it's more pervasive and I think it's more dangerous. Um, it's be- because it's become official now that, you know, it's our federal government is supporting all of this ra- this so-called anti-racism, which is in fact racism. Yeah. Uh, when you define people by the color of their skin, that's racism. And well, I think, it, you know, that, well, that's what we're dealing with now. It, it's the dividing of people. It's the same thing, the, the message from Bank of America I just read to you all, right? It's the same thing, same yep. story. They're yeah, dividing people by some particular group. Uh, we're very tribal, uh, tribalism. Is, we're very tribal in nature anyways, in the way we are. And I say that because there's a lot of people I know who they only like to hang around with people who have the same uh, point of view they have. And uh, or you become not part of their club, whatever that might right. be. And right. that's really the essence that's flown through everything we have in our life right now. Now you see all these corporations doing it. They're dividing people amongst all kinds of things here. And it's really kind of even weirder because now we're the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. That's the new form of racism, Ilana, you see. And, and I think my point is that it's all what's dangerous about it is that it's becoming official. It's coming down from government. It's coming down from big corporations. It's not. It's not a groundswell. It. This is something which is, which is manufactured. It's manufactured by big money, um, people like George Soros and others, um, Bill Gates, uh, yeah. you know, and and a bunch of others, uh, and and they are creating this, this this uh, uh, terrible division in our country, and they're doing it on purpose. They are. Oh, it's totally there's it. Well, that's the underlying point of this whole discussion today is none of this is accidental. That's why we talked about earlier. It is all uh, purposeful and it's a bigger mission. Well, what you said earlier, the power, the power they're trying to grab. Right. It's what you're talking about. That's right. right. Yeah, there's more than just the narratives. I call it the shiny object syndrome. They throw enough stuff over there to baffle people while they're over here stealing the house. Um, and then again, yeah. this this message I started with that says anti-government, anti-vax and January 6th conspiracy comments. Uh, again, you're, what the message here is, is that you're not entitled to have these other views. Uh, and if you have these other views, then you can't be part of this organization or this large national news reporter is going to make hay with it, with the organization, which was clear what they said. It's it's, it's really ridiculous on every level. And, you know. The whole anti-government thing gets me, uh, and it gets me because there are a lot of us in this country that don't want big government. We don't want to be in, engaged with that. Ilana, government has grown way too big, and we've had enough of it. So if that's called anti-government, I mean, I, I think the government is oh. out of control, and I think the people are trying to take it back, but you know, we're lost. This is, 
Yeah, this is misdirection, though. Uh, they're they're they they're using terms which which don't mean what we always thought they meant. Um, then the, and today they mean something else. And and uh, the purpose is to confuse us and to make us vulnerable so that yeah. they can take more power. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, you're speaking there about the woke vocabulary is what it is. The woke vocabulary and what the woke vocabulary basically is is uh, you know if they say it's black, it's actually white. If they say it's blue, it's actually green. Uh, and they tell you the direct opposite or they blame it on you. Or they say, well, you as they do often as the left and the right fight, who's more racist? Uh, and it's the left narrative that they use consistently, the Marxists, uh, to divide people that way. And yet their policies are very much racist and how they interact with people are racist. Uh, and it gets really soupy at that point within the groups and the narratives of where we're at. Um, you know, listen, whether, you know, Ilana says optimistic, pessimistic, I'm typically an optimist here. Um, but I, I also am very realistic. And I do believe we are in uh, some serious times here. Uh, and I, I, I yearn for yesteryear, really. And I don't often say that. Uh, never want to really live in the past, you know. But I do yearn for yesteryear in many ways. Uh, this whole wokeness is a bit of a disease, but it goes deeper than that, friends. Remember, these are all tools. These are just tools that the communist Marxist left. There's been a global takeover of this country that's been happening for decades, well before I was on the scene. And it's been building over the years. And we've gotten to this moment now where they're going full throttle, you see? And now you've got the likes of what's happening in China with Xi Jinping and what's developing around the world. And it puts us in a very precarious position is what I would say to you. And so back to the minority and majority in America, is America going to stand up and push back and say, well, you know what? I've had enough. It's not going to work anymore. I mean, we're, we're going to take it back. As Lana said moments ago, they have loud mouths. They're the biggest ones. And but they are the minority. But again, they're, they're, they get a lot of the greasy wheel oil stuff from the mass media and from corporate America. That means the fighters, the fight is a bigger fight for us, for, for, for real Americans. And I say real Americans, patriots, uh, constitutionalists, people who love the country, people who want to see it in the framers light that don't want to destroy our history and destroy everything that America stands for. And, uh, you know, and, and just to think that we were well down the road for this black and white conversation and uh, before Barack Obama came on the scene. And here we are again, revisited, revisitism uh, history, you know, same crap again, right? Different day. Uh, pretty sad state of affairs. Uh, listen, I always say, you know, the reason I say get involved and we've got to get loud. That's the message because, you know, this we listeners, you people, us, we've got to get louder. We've got America has to stand up and get louder. That's middle America. Those are the, that's our audience. Those are the people who tune in here, the people who passionately care about uh, this life and this country. Uh, absolutely. Uh, tremendous. Thank you always to my dear friend, Ilana Friedman. Boy, she's going to hit me later on for the comment I made, by the way, about AIDS. You know that's coming, friends. Uh, hey, by the way, thank you as well for being on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud. <laughs>